Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life, books and champagne, brought to you by Amanda and Ellen, co-owners of your local independent bookstore, Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. First, give me a cheers. Okay, we're ready. And books are sexy. I'm going to get us started. We're drinking J.C. Calvet from Bordeaux. It's dry and classic. Ooh, that was fast. All right. Ooh, ooh, lovey. Drink up. (laughs) Lovey got the spills off the floor for me. All right. We are so excited because we have a special guest today. This is a very appropriate first Main Street co-business leader, owner to have on this show. Extraordinaire. This show, I'm going to call it a show. Podcast. (laughs) Who do we have on the show today, Ellen? (laughs) I'm going to call her Joan Warren. I don't even know her last name. I know your last name. I only save people as their like maiden names. So we know Joan from high school. So in that case, today you're Amanda Burke. Yep. And I'm Ellen Moore. Yeah. Hi, Ellen Moore. And I'm Amanda Burke. (laughs) This is Joan Warren. Um, Joan, tell us what your real last name is. It is Sherwood. Joan Sherwood (laughs) is married to a really lovely man and with him has a really adorable daughter who is a customer of the store. Um, but the reason why we love Joan is she is a member of the class of 2001, Ames High, Ames High. Cheers! Ames High! I was at Ames High last night for freshman orientation. <laughs> that is crazy. Full circle moment. Crazy. Full circle moment. Full circle um, moment. We and should start with, I think, what do we remember about each other from high school? <laughs> I remember I was. I thought Joan was really cool. And I wasn't as cool as her. That's what you remember? Yeah, that's what I remember. I remember you were from, like, middle school, elementary school, because we used to go to the same church. We went to, like, the Presbyterian church. Oh. Remember? No. You don't remember? I do not remember that. <laughs> um, What was that after school? What was that program called? Do you want to talk about, like, on Wednesdays after Yes, school? I know what you're talking about. Cause no, no. No. It was like that, though. It was like a... You did, like... There was crafts. There was different crafts, things. Bible study, yes. supper. Yeah. You ate supper. Yeah. I remember you from there and I remember your dad. My dad did a lot for it. Yeah. Did you go on the mission trip? No. Okay. That makes me I feel I went to the church wise. like for a while and then I um, switched churches in high school because my friend was going to a different one. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to that youth group. <laughs> Which brings us to speaking of her father. Joan is the owner, co-owner with your father. Correct. Right? Yes. Of yes. the greatest pizza in the universe. The great, greatest. Great pizza. plain sauce and dough. Our neighbors, providers of afternoon snack slices. Um, my comfort food when I'm emotionally struggling is great plain sauce and dough. Tell us about the family <laughs> history. So how much great plain sauce and dough are you consuming? Yeah. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> That's a good. My family comes into town and they're like, it's always Great Plains yeah. Austin. No, Lauren picks it up. My sister on the way into town. And then we have one of those jugs of honey. You know, that's like, it's not a full gallon, yes, but it's like yes, a quart yes, or yes. something because you got to eat it with the honey. That changed. They changed my pizza life forever. Now I have pizza all over, not just the crust. 
but like my whole pizza. You have honey all over your pizza. Yeah, that's how I mean pizza. I'm drinking champagne. I can't get it right. I have pizza all over my honey. I eat pizza in the living room. I eat pizza in the car. Yeah, I have it all over. Um, But tell us about the history of Great Plains Toss and Dough, because those of us who grew up here were like, it's always been here. It's like it grew out of the ground. But do you know the story of its origins and also how you became involved in the family business? So my dad and his first business partner started Great Plains in 1979. Cool. So I was not born yet, but he had a campus town location and the downtown location. Okay. And then when I was little, Mm -hmm. um, they closed the campus town one and decided to focus just on this one. Yeah. And it's been there ever since. Yeah. So I went to Iowa State and I wanted to be a health inspector. Oh my God, that's hilarious. (laughs) And then I decided to change paths and just do something probably in the restaurant industry. Yeah. I moved to Kansas City. Oh my gosh, so did I. I bet we were there at the same time. When were you there? After college. That's right. I was Weird. right there. Yes. See? Yes. There, it's Ames Connection. Yes. Um, and I loved it down there, but I didn't love my job. Mm-hmm. So then I moved back and everything kind of fell into place. And then fast forward, COVID kind of took over and changed a lot of things with yeah. all businesses. And so that's um, around the time frame I became an owner yeah. and became pregnant with my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of like bam, bam. Yeah. Big <laughs> but, bam, bam. But you have like totally um, slam dunked that really big challenge of having those two big things at the same time. Like you you make it look easy. I don't think so, but I will take the compliment. You do make it look easy. So we were excited to open our business next to Joan um, and pizza. And uh, what was exciting is not long after we opened, you came talking to us about a book challenge. Like it was Joan's idea. Uh, We're going on record. Joan. 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 Warren did it. Joan Warren did it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So tell me about what like got that into your mind. Like what was it about the idea of partnering up for like a reading challenge that appealed to you? Like why was that on your mind? Well, everything I remember about you in high school, Amanda, was you were always super nice. Oh, thank you. Always friends with everyone. (laughs) Thank God. And had it all together. Oh, yeah. So Don't anymore. And then what I remember about (laughs) Ellen is being like, this might be wrong, but like a yearbook, super organized, super detail oriented. I I was on yearbook. I wasn't on either. So, okay, so that's what I remember. I was in really my head. quiet in school, like super quiet. Head. She's an so, introvert. And I was very loud in school. So yeah. loudies yes. unite. Yes. Oh, loudies. <laughs> so Amanda had told me before about her idea of doing a bookstore. Uh-huh. And I was so pumped when I learned it was both of you and it was gonna be on Main Street. Yeah. And I loved reading as a kid. And when I was pregnant with Grayson, my husband made fun of me, but I read books to her. Oh, I love that so much. And so when you guys were like opening, going to open up, I wasn't pregnant at that time. Right. But I always wanted a child and I was like, she will love a bookstore to go Mm -hmm. into. And then Amanda shares my love for dogs. Yes, we do. (laughs) We have a lot of strong feelings. And we've gone through similar aging of dogs and losses of dogs right alongside each other. Yes. So I was like, I want to do something for kids. Mm -hmm. Because at that time, I was like, kids deserve 
to not have time on their screens and do different things. Mm -hmm. So it brought me back to like when other pizza places, when we were younger. Yeah. Those places that will not be named. We have an A place that we don't talk about. The big A. The PH doesn't get mentioned. It's trash. And so I was like, this would be perfect. Yeah. And at the time, one of your booksellers was working at Great Plains also. Yeah. The lovely Mariah. And I bounced the idea off of her and she encouraged me to go with it. So she deserves some credit, too. Okay. Because it was brownie, bounced off one her. One brownie point to Mariah. Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> and for a while, Joan very generously shared Mariah with us and very generously did not hate us when Mariah came to be a bookseller because she was the mom pizza slinger. So she was. You. She was. Thank you, Joan. But her passion is books and you her love passion your is people. Yeah. And so she is in the perfect spot. Thanks. And she still comes and sees me. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And she's sitting in this room and Mariah, just so you know, one brownie point equals a free half cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> We're so generous. <laughs> um, I bet you can get to a full cup today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you were reading to Grayson when she was in your belly, did you have like a favorite childhood book that you would read? Um, I read Blueberries for Sal oh. to her a lot. Um, now, plink, plink, plink. yes, and now she loves the hug machine. Mm. So, because you see, hug, 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 yes. hug, 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 hug. Yes. Oh. Does so she, she give good hugs? Very good hugs. She's in the hugging phase. Those little oh, toddler so. arms, yes. chubby forearms. I love chubby forearms where they have no wrist. Yes, I love it. Yes. Um, and do you, when you were reading as a kid, do you have a childhood favorite, like a chapter book or anything that made you a reader? I read all the Babysitter Club books. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, there with you. Like, I read those. Um, I read a lot. Like every night before we went to bed, my mom or dad would read stories. <sighs> like, so when I got old enough that they didn't do that, then I would read on my own. You kept your So routine. we were encouraged to read all yeah. the time. And yeah. now, like, fast forward to pre-having kids, like, in the restaurant, you yeah. see kids come in a lot with tablets yeah. or different things. Mm-hmm. And I just always remember, like, having a book yeah. along or different things like I'll that. Always carry a book with you. Yeah. So, and I think reading and being outside in the summertime, yep. especially, yeah. is a great thing. Yeah. Because yep. you can get sunshine yeah. and you can read yeah and reading just takes you to a different place right and even for adults we've adopted those same bad habits too. fill the little minutes with scrolling yeah and so that's why i love you know you can you can do e-readers and lots of people do there's no problem with that we're looking to add e-reading to our repertoire in the near future but um if you just break that impulse if you just pull the book out instead and so yeah i always tell my kids everyone grab a book Three out of four will do it, but (laughs) like bring your book. And then when we get there and they're like, I'm bored. I'm like, where's your book? I'm like, you forgot. But yes, I love this idea. And so the partnership was formed last summer and it was insane. People were so excited. Like we were like, yeah, we we call it. Well, we should explain what we did. I just want to get credit for the name. 
because yes, I yes. was trying to come up with a name and I was like, <laughs> I, is yours. I can't come up with witty, witty names. I can't do it. Everything I have is cheesy. You know, like I'm thinking the cheesy <laughs> reading challenge because Great Plains is known for its freaking cheese. This is yeah. legit cheese. It's not it's fakey cheese. cheese. It's so much cheese. It's so much cheese. It's what makes it so good with the honey. Exactly. Um, and so we called it the cheesy reading challenge. Okay, I want to know that before we move cool. on to more bookish I learn stuff. Something new every day. Um, like, is there any like weird insider pizza restaurant like things nobody knows? Like, I'm not asking <laughs> you to reveal your secrets, but like, cheese is expensive. People, you know, if you go to the grocery store, you probably know cheese is expensive. But like, is there any like weird tricks to making like a great pizza <laughs> or like surprising things nobody would know unless they owned a pizza store? Um, that is a tough question. I know. Sorry to put you <laughs> on, the spot. on the spot. Um, what's the like weirdest pizza you've ever had ordered? Do you have stories like that? Yeah, we have weird book orders. Yeah, people will bring in like sardines and to they put say. On- can pizza, you put this on my And I'll pizza? put them on pizza. Oh, that's so, a locally owned business for you. Yeah. So I'll do that. Or people that get, you know, all the meats. So you'll have like sausage, pepperoni, shrimp, chicken, shrimp? bacon bits. Yes. So you'll have all that on one pizza <laughs> and that's a loaded pizza. So, you know, that. And I think kind of the cost of things. Yeah. If you're not aware of grocery store prices or different things. Mm-hmm. You kind of aren't aware of how expensive certain things are. Like cheese is always crazy. What else is crazy? Pepperoni, Pepperoni. is crazy. Um, lots of things vary, just like in lots of industries. Yeah. But pepperoni and cheese are the two big ones. And is the there a lot of fluctuation, flour. like month to month, or is it like we order week just to week? Up. So week it's to week. It's basically up every single week. Every week it goes up yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, it wow. hasn't. Vomit. It hasn't gone down in the past couple of years. So every week. You need another dairy up. campaign. Like then, people stop yes. drinking your milk. I thought I thought oat milk was popular. Almond milk. Yes. Make, make cow milk cheap again. You need to support no. local pizza places. So if they go to oat milk and stuff, that means it would make dairy milk more expensive. Rachel, I don't understand how economics works. Shut up. Quit with your logic. Damn it. Drink more milk. All right. I saw Mariah Chuckle. That is a brownie point demerit. I want to know where the honey thing came from because yes, I moved to Ames when I was 10 and I had never, well, there's no pizza like Great Plains pizza. No. Like you, you've never had anything else like it, but the honey thing was like completely new. So where did that come from? So when my dad was younger, he always liked having biscuits with like mm. fresh honey on them. Yes. So when they developed like the Denver crust. I love the Denver then crust. Then that's where the honey kind of came to be. And we get honey from a local um, farm in Perry, Iowa. Okay. Love it. And Solve your allergies with they, local honey. Yes. And they are awesome. And it has none of the other junk you get in some of the honey. So it's like a raw honey, mm. which is, I think, makes it taste better because it doesn't uh, have all I the do. additives. You I know? do love your honey. Like, I'm, I just love the honey so yeah. much. And the pizza. And they've been the honey people for as long as I can remember. Spring Valley honey, they're amazing. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. Cool. Um, all right. What we didn't start with, and this is what we normally start with. But we need to talk about the cheesier. Just that. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Champagne, guys. Why we are here. Okay. So, year two. 
cheesy summer reading challenge sponsored by Great Plains House and Doe and Dogyard Books. And it launches Saturday, Memorial Day weekend. Saturday. And last year we estimated, I think that we, we, we thought we overprinted cheesy reading challenges. We had a couple hundred and like we ran out of them right away. So there was like an insane demand oh, yeah. for the cheesy reading challenge packet. Yeah. Tell us like last year, how, how many pizzas do you think you ended up giving out to kids? I would say over 200. Yeah, that's right. Can you that believe that? Yeah. That's 200 yeah. kids hitting their weekly and daily and monthly reading goals over the course of the summer. No cheaters, you guys. No cheaters. Read your books. Um, we'll know if you cheated. By the look in your eyes. And we'll tell you, Joan to spit in your pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell when your kids are lying? Does your daughter lie yet? She probably doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't lie yet. My kids lie all the time. Um, so Flora, my third one, she's our biggest liar. And I used to be able to tell when she could lie because she would smile. And she trained herself out of it. And now, like, I have to check every time. Oh, you brushed your teeth, right? Breathe in my face. Yeah, that's what I Oh, you took, a, you took a shower? Let me smell your head. I don't smell shampoo. You just got it wet. Like she'll See, lie about these are anything. good tricks to know for yeah. the future. Yeah, life hacks. So, yeah. Look yes. for their tells. You know, I can always tell when Austin's like disagreeing with me but keeping quiet because one of his eyebrows twitches. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just sharing, sharing my tell, guys. He has a little eyebrow twitch. Um, so over 200 kids. So we have, uh, with the help of our youth librarian slash bookseller, Tom V., set reading goals for kids K through five, six through eight, and nine through 12 um, that really, I mean, are achievable goals. 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, depending on your age level. Um, you can track your reading on the super duper handy um, reading log that Rachel made for us. Um, it's so adorable. But you have each of the months of summer, you have from Memorial Day to Labor Day to hit our grand total goal of minutes. Um, write your minutes in there. When you've reached your goal, even if it took you only a month, because um, you're reading like three hours a day, that'd be so cool. I love kids like that. That's how I was. Um, I love to read under the dining room table. That was my favorite place to read. <laughs> but um, you bring it in. And uh, you get a second stamp and then you're off to get free pizza. And uh, when you come to pick it up at Dogyard Books, uh, starting Memorial Day on Saturday, um, just pick an age appropriate book to purchase. You get your card and that's where your first stamp comes from. Sorry, I did that reverse. But um, I really want to get you excited about the pizza because we have a new phrase. Joan, do you know about our phrase? I do not. It's a new coined term. Yeah. That we are going to put on. It's a life philosophy. It's a lesson. And we actually told it to the booksellers of the Midwest at our conference last week. Mm -hmm. If, if you, you read, pizza, pizza will come to you. That's awesome. Isn't it true? That's awesome. It's yeah, true. it's so true. That's awesome. Because we read and, pizza and then pizza comes, comes to us. <laughs> <laughs> because awesome. your staff is so nice. And then they even started labeling the boxes I saw last time. It was like one sausage. No, one Canadian bacon, three sausage. <laughs> So everyone knows what they're getting. And it's like, oh, you've had your nice long day of work and it's your treat. That's Reward awesome. for slinging books. Um, so that's the reading challenge. Have I talked about it? Yes, you did okay. talk about it. So to summarize. To summarize in more organized <laughs> framework. Saturday, Saturday Memorial Day weekend, which is May 27th. Thank you, you for knowing come, the dates. You're welcome. You can come to the bookstore by... Uh, age-appropriate book, mm -hmm. and at the checkout, 
get your cheesy reading challenge little packet. Mm -hmm. We'll stamp it for you. You go off, frolic around, meet your reading goal, bring it back when you're done. We'll stamp it and then you'll take it over to Joan at Great Plains and you get a pizza. Free one topping pizza. Um, so you as the kid could just be like a boss and be like, I want cheese with shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Only. I want no cheese, only pineapple. Go. <laughs> um, but yeah, it will be a really fun, really fun summer. And we'll have all our staff ready to make great recommendations for every age range. I love seeing kids like grab hold and identify as readers. Like you said, when I was a kid, I was a reader. Um, but that brings me to where we should have started. Joan, what are you reading, either to yourself or to your daughter or both? Well, I actually just bought a book for myself on Bless Tuesday, yeah. but I might mess up the title because I haven't started it yet. It's okay. We'll help you find I it. I think it's Beloved Mothers. What did I get, Mariah? The one Amy really likes. Um, the School of Bad. Oh, School for Good Mothers. Yes. Yes. Ooh, yes. Good job. So I just got that for good. myself. I have not started it. We got to treat ourselves. Yes. Um, and you already said that Grayson loves Hug Machine. Yes. Hug okay. Machine. And she loves the mommy book. Um, it is the same author as the Yummy Yucky. Patricelli. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I love that mommy book. She can already read or not read, but recite. Say, I know. You know, the different pages in that book. I love that. I love that because that for me, that was the brown bear, brown bear. Like, That's you know, book. the cues. And then even at that teeny little age, you start to identify as a reader. Like, I know how to do this. I know how to turn the pages. I know how to say the words. <laughs> Ellen, what are you reading? I am reading The Wager. Ooh. Bye. David Grant. Non-fiction. Non-fiction. Previously the author of? Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Which was amazing. Yeah, won a bunch of awards. Um, the Wager is about mutiny on the high seas. Someone came That's in the other voice. day. That's and my was mutineering voice. <laughs> looked at our nonfiction section or our nonfiction history section and they were like, there's a lot of pirate books here. <laughs> and I looked at it and I was like. Oh, you know what? There's something about a shipwreck book that does yeah. it for me. I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but so the, the <laughs> so David Grant, shut up, Rachel. David Grant writes history in a very compelling, engaging storytelling way. Lots mm -hmm. of primary sources, kind of stuff. So 1740s, England and Spain real pissed at each other. And England decides they're going to send this squadron of five warships um, around Cape Horn, tip of South America, and they're going to capture a Spanish vessel that's carrying all sorts of treasures and shit. Okay. Now, this is the most dangerous passage to sail through in the world, the Drake Passage. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why they hate the Spanish so much. They're willing to that risk. That they need to, like, all die for treasures. But... That's what they did. Small penis syndrome. Exactly. So <laughs> this squadron of ships sails around Cape Horn. And what do you think happens? A couple go down. They go down and presumed lost. And one of the ships is called the Wager. And it actually wrecked and there were a bunch of survivors. <gasps> and But they were all presumed dead. And then many months later, this like boat that they put together out of debris and shit 
<clears throat> rolls up into Brazil and there's like 80 people on it. And they were, they're like, yay, we are, we survived the shipwreck. And England's like, yay, you're alive. That's so awesome. Well, then six months after that, another boat shows up in Chile and it's three other survivors of the wager. And they say, those people mutinied. <gasps> and it becomes this in the court martial, you know, in the court system, this they said and they said sort wow. of battle. Like, That's did crazy. the ship go down in the weather? Did they mutiny? Who was who's at fault? Because I if you mutiny, you die. Yeah. They hang you from the mast. From the mast? Yeah, they do that. For real? Yeah, this is the 1700s. A lot of people hang on one mast. 80 people. I'm just saying. So I'm not super far into it. Like it hasn't wrecked yet, but they are in the Drake Passage and shit's getting real and people have scurvy. It's bad. I think about scurvy a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You think about scurvy a lot? Yeah. It's in a lot of books. Our literary imaginations. That's why they came you know? up with the phrase Yalimes. Yalimes? They do. They do yeah, talk about that. Limes prevent, prevent scurvy. So they would yeah. eat limes to prevent scurvy. And that's why pirates were called Rachel limes. is actually right about that one brownie point. They do talk. One of the interesting things in this uh, book as a word nerd is that they do talk about all these different phrases that are coined, that come from sailing. Like under the weather means it comes from sailing. It's, cool. If you're like fucked up with scurvy, you have to go to the bottom part of the boat underneath the weather. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Who knew? Who knew? There's some other things too, and I can't remember off the top of my head. But that's what I'm reading. Um, and then I also started Heaven and Earth Grocery Store by James McBride, which comes out in August. And it's really good, but I'm not far enough into it. I'll talk about it more next week. Okay. What are you reading? Thanks for asking. Um, it's like <laughs> <laughs> related to yours. Is it mutiny? Um, it involves ships and wrecking. Okay, okay. Cool. We comes. This is so full circle. Related to your book. Related to Mariah. Okay. So, <laughs> um, Zadie Smith, wonderful author, has a book coming out in September. Mariah is very in love. Was like freaking out when this book came in. It's called The Fraud. That and does remind me of. Mariah. It is in yeah, <laughs> such a fraud. Inspired by. The true story of Sir Roger Tickborn. Okay. It was Victorian era. This is where Mariah lives in her head all the time. Okay. So she's, she's like a, a Victorianist. <laughs> she's a Victorianist. And she knows everything about it. So she knew about Sir Roger Tickborn. And in the Victorian era. We should make her wear a Victorian hat to work every day. Oh, there? that'd be good. That'd be good. Uh, I don't know. She can't wear hats. Oh, oh yeah, because you have small. You she have, can't. You have a hat hang up. I forgot. About we that. do have hat issues. Yeah, okay. it's like Gatsby's green light—the one thing you want that you can never have. To quote Mariah. But anyway, the fraud. So Roger Tickborn is this guy who got on a boat, and he was headed where, Mariah? Australia. You're the one reading yeah. the book. And okay, but the book starts. Oh, later. It's about it's about Victorian authors, male authors. Okay. It's like a Victorian true crime. Yeah. Okay. And it, it's it's the era of Dickens. Okay. So it's his peer group are all doing their thing, trying to be important male authors, <laughs> and they also at the same time have the great Roger Tickhorn debate, which is this guy disappeared in a shipwreck and everyone was presumed dead. Well, then years later, 
This guy shows up as a butcher in <laughs> Australia and he's like, yeah, I've just been living incognito as Osborne, Car- Orson, Orson, Orton, Orton. He said his last name was Orton and he was a butcher and he was like, incognito as Orton. Cause I, yeah, yeah. And he was, I've been living as Orton as a butcher. Cause you know, I want to live incognito cause the rich British wealthy life didn't suit me. And then but he I'm decides, really, really Roger Tickborn. He goes home. A survivor and of the shipwreck. Yep. And oh, yeah. he goes home. He writes, I think, to his mother and says, I'm alive. She's like, oh, my gosh, come home. And so he comes home and she's like, you're my long lost son. She identifies him. And an extended relative identifies him. This is him. And the um, black manservant says, this is him. But then the rest of the relatives and siblings are like, bullshit, this is not him. His ears are different. He doesn't talk like him. He doesn't speak French. He doesn't know anything. He's like a million pounds heavier. Um, and so there's this great debate and everybody gets involved. It's, it's it does sound like a it's bit. the it's the dress debate. Remember the dress debate? Oh, yeah. What was it? Blue and black yeah. or white and gold? What did you see it as? White and gold. Blue and black. I don't remember. <laughs> it's a good thing you didn't like, get too invested. In the, com- leave in the comments what, what you thought the dress was. <laughs> or if you believe in Sir Roger Tickborn. So anyway, the uh, the characters in this book, the Roger Tickborn debate is infiltrating their writer's world. Uh, what was the author's name? Ain- Ainsworth? William Ainsworth. Ainsworth. Ains- he was a real writer. Where are you going, Mariah? Okay, good fine. job. We all need <laughs> therapy. I came from therapy before this. Bye. Godspeed. Um, Ainsworth is an author who has fallen in the shadow of Dickens, and his household is debating the Sir Roger debate. So, anyway, it's very Victorian. If you like reading Victorian or Georgian era, this is what I learned. Austin was not Victorian. Austin is not, Jane Austen is not. Victorian. She's pre-Victorian. I looked this up. This is by Zadie Smith, who is like a really excellent writer. I mean. And it comes out in September. So she is very much adopting the Victorian era. Like it's the experience of reading a new Victorian era undiscovered book. Sweet. All right. That brings us to the end of this segment and our very special guest who we. It doesn't bring the end of our special guest. Because we hope that no, she lives long for and prosperous. <laughs> long and prosperous. And we got, you guys remember. To Joan Warren. To Joan, Joan Warren, Sherwood. Um, remember, if you read, pizza will come to you. If you read, pizza Children, will come to you. Children, learn early. Okay, so cheers to Joan. <laughs> and there's no clings because we made her drink from plastic. because we, we didn't want to do the dishes. <laughs> we didn't want to do any dishes. Okay. That brings us to the end of that segment. We won't bore you with the feature stuff. When we come back, we'll be talking about what's popping on our shelves and popping in our store. And we're back, Amanda. With hardcover new releases. Pop, pop, pop. They're popping all over the place. It's like just, a glass of champagne just like, full of bubbles. Just like Rachel's design aesthetic. Pop, pop, popping all over the place. <laughs> um, it's your design aesthetic. You're the one that allowed penises in your Rachel design. Rachel put a penis on a design. <laughs> Ellen just sees penises everywhere. No, it. I wasn't the only one. It was a great design once you took the penis out. 
She's very talented. She was the inspiration behind that original design. Yeah. Okay. I remind you of penis. <laughs> penis face. <laughs> All right. Speaking of faces, <laughs> Yellow Face by R.F. Kwan. So R.F. Kwan is the author of Babel, which everyone freaked out about. Amazing. Super inventive. Yellow Face is a play on the term blackface, and I'm sure Yellow Face is also a phenomenon. But um, in this case, we are talking about Yellow Face. Two girls are rising stars in the literary world. They both want to be the next uh, great author. Um, there is June Hayward and Athena Liu. June is nobody, and Athena is everybody's favorite, okay? So Athena identifies, uh, well, is Asian American, and June is what she refers to herself as, the basic white girl nobody wants to hear about. Well, cry, cry. So when <laughs> Athena dies in a freak accident, June uncovers a manuscript that is very excellent and decides to present it as her own work and adopt an ambiguous racial identity and pen name that allows her to pull off yellow face. And the novel is about what she's willing to do to preserve that fake identity. Pretty complicated. I haven't read it yet. I know Mariah read it and loved it. I mean, it's a very different story than Babel. Um, Babel was such an impressive book. I really want to read this one, but I've chosen it for a book club book in the fall. So I'm like, oh, I should just wait. But I might, I may do it anyway. I may read it anyway before then. Okay. Now this one's really exciting because we have an event tied to it. Um, Rachel talked about this on our, our last episode. Okay. The Just, true love experiment. Yeah, yeah. Christina Lauren. So you you know about it if you listen. But yeah, we don't have to explain anything to you. If you're a real fan, you already know. This is the romance <laughs> that you need though. If you like reality television and romance writers. Tropes. Tropes. It's perfect. DM and, me if you want to join my cult. And we will have Christina <laughs> and Lauren in town. My pirate ship cult. Okay, this one you've also heard about it on the podcast. <laughs> I told you I've been listening to it. It's the postcard by Ann Barrist. Oh yeah, this one uh, was getting a lot of hype at uh, our comp winter institute. And so this is what I learned. It is based on something that actually happened to Ann and her family. Okay, a postcard showed up in her mom's mailbox addressed to her grandma, listing the four members of the grandma's family who died in the Holocaust. And they don't understand where this came from. Um, it pictures the Opera Garnier in Paris where the Nazi headquarters were, where bad things happened. They feel very threatened by it. And Anne, who didn't heavily identify with her Jewish heritage, uses this as an opportunity for her and her mother to really dive deep into their family story. And the story becomes this novel. So this is kind of what you would call autofiction. It is a fictionalized account of the true story of her family history. And it is super, super eye-opening when it comes to the role France played in the Holocaust, how uh, collaborative they were. Did you want to add something, Rachel? 
Yes, hi, it's me. Uh, if you buy the book from Us at Dog Your Books, like a physical one, you can submit your receipt to Libro FM and get the book as a free audiobook. So a lot of people like to read and listen to the same book at the same time. So maybe you're driving, you want to keep the story going. You have that option. It's pretty exciting. But don't read while you're driving. Yeah, don't read while you're driving. Listen while you're driving. That's why Libro FM is so good. And I have actually concurrently done listen and read. I did that with Spare, Harry's autobiography. Um, and he narrated it, which was like really exciting because I find him really a little sexy. Um, we have in nonfiction King A Life by Jonathan Eag. It's about the first biography in decades of Martin Luther King Jr., so it, it's it's highly regarded for being very well researched and a fresh approach to his life story. Paperback, we've got This Time Tomorrow by Emma Straub. I love this story. It's uh, 13 going on 30, but in reverse. A girl, uh, a woman goes to sleep on her 40th birthday, wakes up and she's 16 and delights in the firmness of her thighs. I related to this so hardly. <laughs> she, so, I've never firm. had firm thighs. Oh my God. But you know what? You probably did. You were a cheerleader. You just don't uh, think that. Uh, she looks back and she's like, I never knew what I had. Uh, but the the story hinges on um, her relationship with her father who, who raised her. And it, when she's 40, her father's in the hospital and out of consciousness and she knows she, he's dying. And this is her opportunity to reconnect with him. It's really beautiful. The author Emma Straub had a great relationship with her author father, and he was going through a health scare during the pandemic. So this is her ode to her father. Also out in paperback when women were dragons. By I Kelly still Barnell. need to read it. You need to. Um, we were talking today about if you love the power, this is a great novel for you. When women are continuously abused and persecuted and pushed down and pushed into their corners, this is what happens. We either electrify people with our hands or turn into dragons. If only it were true. So this will be also a book club pick for our Sunday Sads book club um, coming up. So great opportunity to get in paperback. And then this is kind of like a surprise sleeper hit at our store. Yeah, it's done really well. It's a sequel to The Murder of Mr. Wickham. And it's called The Late Mrs. Willoughby by Claudia Gray. It's Regency Mystery with Romance. And it involves the characters from Jane Austen's novels. <laughs> so, you know, there's a huge following there. All right. Um, in kids, we have a fun picture book. If you love the crayons from The Crayons Quit or The Day the Crayons Quit or The Day the Crayons Came Home, this is The Crayons Go Back to School. Which is, you know, I don't know if kids want to be reminded of that at the end no, of the school not year. in May. But this is how kids' picture book seasons go. I know. Your Halloween books are going to come out in July, just so you know. So save this one for back to school. It's all about your favorite subjects and, and your crayons. new friends. And cranes. Everyone loves cranes. Sharp cranes. Um, early readers, we have Penny Draws a Best Friend. This is just about kind of like owning your personality, even when you feel like your friends have moved on to cooler things. If you like to draw, then that's cool. Okay? Um, so the author of this book is the author of um, Pretty Little Liars. So it's a, it's a very, no, Penny Draws a Best Friend. What? Yeah. Pretty Little Liars? Yeah. Sarah Shepard? What the hell are you doing? So it's a departure, shall we say. Yeah, totally a departure. 
Ellen, this is what you need Andy bookstores for. <laughs> Ellen's knowledge. Jeez Louise. <laughs> uh, it was in the description you wrote. <laughs> boop, boop. Okay. Next up in YA is Painted Devils by Margaret Owen, sequel to Little Thieves. Okay. Another sleeper. This has been very popular on Book Talk, I guess. Um, this is. <laughs> Don't make fun of me for not knowing me. YA, early reader crossovers. Vanya is the star of this book. Vanya, she has one great mystery left to solve. Where is her long lost birth family? And so that's what happens in Painted Devils by Margaret Owen. If you read Little Thieves, you need to pick this up. If you haven't read Little Thieves, read it. This is an insane week at the store, apparently. Apparently. Okay. We have like everything this week. Every book club, all the events. It's not so. Plus it's 515 week. Oh we my didn't God. even get into that. All right. Tonight, Tuesday, six to seven, thrills and chills, book club, reading killers of a certain age. And also we'll mention that today is family day for 515 day. Yeah. So you can come by and get free coloring sheets and enter to win an indie bookstore coloring book. These are illustrations of indie bookstores across the country. We're going to be giving away five free coloring books. Sweet. Wednesday, come read Storytime with me and Lovey at 10 a.m. Thursday, 10 a.m., come to the Dog-Eared Official Book Club with me. We're reading the Booker Prize winner, The Seven Moons of Molly Almeida. I'm really curious to see what you think of this one because I started it and I was like, this is dark. <laughs> I haven't started it yet. Oh, but that's how uh, she rolls. What? That's how she rolls. I like to read it like. She wants fresh. I like, I like to time it so it's fresh. All right. Thursday, we have trivia. 7 p.m. Register online. It's exciting. Yeah. See if you can beat Mariah's team. Yeah. She's pretty cocky. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple. There's a couple competitive teams. Yeah. You got to bring your game to trivia. Friday, 7 p.m., found in translation. They're reading Kaya Days by Carl de Souza. Saturday, 10 a.m. to noon in our loft, the Writer's Lab, Beauty Holding Pain, using juxtaposition to ground your writing. Also on Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m., Good Books, Young Troublemakers Book Club. This is a rebranding of our um, Good Trouble Book Club. They are reading Attack of the Black Rectangles by A.S. King. Another book club on Saturday. Saturday or Sunday. Or Sunday. Saturday at 7 or Sunday at 6 between the covers book club reading Yours Truly by Abby Menes. We had to double the occurrence of this book club because it's our most popular book club. They love their romances. They love to read porn. Yeah. Respectable porn. Sunday, 2 to 3 p.m., thinking in grave contest. Cafe philosophy. They're talking about the meaning of life. Well, they're discussing the philosophy of video games. Yeah. And Monday, women from other worlds discussing the book eaters. Can you believe that? That's a lot of book clubs and shit. If you were in every book club... That'd you know what? Like Sometimes people come in and they mean very well. And they're like, you should have this book club. You should have this book club. And I want to be like, we run 10 fucking book clubs. <laughs> How many more do you want? <laughs> yeah, I know. You're too picky to be in a book club. You're too picky. Run your own book club. Yeah. You love book clubs. 
we give 10% discount to people who buy six or more copies. True story. Yeah. True story. For use of the loft. So start that oddball book club. Remember when I said I fell asleep the other night and I had all these really good ideas and then woke up and I thought one of us, um, a podcast episode that's like um, choosing the right book for your book club. Like, so recommendations and like why that book would be a great book club Mm, that's a really that good is idea. a good that's yeah. a good topic we'll do that all right keep the champagne, champagne flowing and the books going whoop, and we have whoop. plastic today so no clink love you clink. bye hope you liked it bye remember uh subscribe like follow because you want to find out what's happening in dog your books every single week yep and if you don't live in Ames, you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books follow us at at dog your books Ames. We're at Dog Eared Books on TikTok. All right, listeners, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. This is so great. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs>